0: Dallas Travers, and you're listening to Coaches on a Mission. This show is committed to helping you, a values-driven coach, find more clients, build your list, and launch a course in a way that aligns with all that you are. So today's episode is so much fun because I think most of us have had those moments when we feel a potential client slipping away on us because We just give too much coaching away for free. Now, there is a time and a place to actually give coaching away for free, which is a super smart and effective strategy when it's used as a strategy. But if you're giving coaching away outside of sales calls, you're not doing your job. And believe it or not, you're not actually helping people. What I'm describing easily happens when we center ourselves rather than centering clients, especially in sales calls. So if your sales conversations don't easily turn into paying clients, please join me for an upcoming free workshop just for values-driven coaches. It's called Clients from Scratch, and you'll learn why client-centered selling is the only approach for values-driven coaches, and you'll learn how to apply it to your own business. You can grab your spot for the free workshop now at dallastravers.com slash clients. Now, let's dive into today's episode. My guest is Erica Lassan. She helps overwhelmed women and overworked moms rediscover radical joy and purpose beyond parenthood. Erica knows exactly what it feels like to give coaching away and hope that all of this great advice and support will magically turn people into clients. It's a recurring theme in her business, so Erica and I, in this conversation, we put our heads together to uncover the subtle things she might be doing to sabotage her client attraction and land in this zone of frustration instead. Erica is also just so much fun, so I hope you enjoy listening listening as much as I enjoyed this conversation. Hi, Erica. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited for this conversation today. Hi, Dallas. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited as well. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. So, what we're going to talk about is something that so many coaches struggle with, and I just want to acknowledge you for bringing it forward. And I think, I think we're going to make some major progress today. So I'm excited to dive in. Before we do, you are like right in the beginning of your client search process. Is that right? Yes, I yeah. hit
1: play on the the search this Monday. Okay, so how's we're a weekend. How's it going? How's it going? It is going so good Dallas. Like, oh my goodness, just the feeling that I have in doing this process versus what I was doing before to launch, um, like courses and Mm -hmm. different programs. I feel a sense of peace. I feel, um, a sense of excitement and not like drained and overwhelmed like I typically do, but more than anything, I feel like very prepared. I don't think that, and then I also find that it's very easy because you've made such, um, made it so comprehensive Mm -hmm. where to the point when I'm carrying out certain steps, I feel like I want to do extra. And it's like, no girl, you don't need to do extra because it's literally just this. And I've never felt that before. It just feels very good to know that it's, it has to be, it can be streamlined, It can be easy, it doesn't need to be extra, and it's effective. And the responses that I've been getting back so far have been really, really exciting. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited for you. That's
0: awesome. And this conversation could not come at a better time
1: (laughs) because we're getting (laughs)
0: responses. So let's keep our eyes on the prize here. Um, I feel like our listeners are like, what are you going to talk about? Tell us, tell us. So (laughs) why don't you share with all of us, what you want to walk away with or what you want to focus on during our conversation today.
1: Okay. So I want to focus on, um, ways that I can begin to work with new clients who are people that I know personally, maybe, um, a lot of them are friends because, well, I should probably say what it is that I do. So um, (laughs) I am a joy strategist and creative consultant. So I work with creative women, but um, more than anything, working moms who are seeking to find more time, energy and space for themselves to really rediscover themselves and the things that bring them joy in this season of their life so that they can align themselves with purpose, whatever that may look like for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I myself am also a full-time stay-at-home mom and an entrepreneurial mom, I work, I spend a lot of time with mothers um, and a lot of them have become friends. And there are so many instances where I, feel as though I can help them with something or they'll ask me a question. And then I begin to give them all of this strategy and stuff. And then I I feel like I give them a lot of value and hoping mm-hmm. that they see and feel and experience the value. And then they want to work with me, <laughs> but then they come back later after taking the information. They're like, Oh my goodness, that just made such a difference. And that was so amazing. And then they never actually inquire about like, working with me um so i end up in the friend zone <laughs> Friend <laughs> zone, erica yes i know <laughs> okay. end up in
0: the friend zone okay i want to just make sure there's one piece here that i have a full understanding of because you said you know i'm around a lot of moms i have a lot of mom friends what i just heard though was yes you have a lot of mom friends but this isn't but they started off more as potential clients and because of the way things transpired, they ended up as friends rather than clients.
1: Yes. Is that accurate? Okay. That is so accurate. Like some of them have been strangers at the playground and then we end up going out to lunch or something and then it's like, oh yeah, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then I'm just a friend with really good ideas all the time. But right. You're like the most fun, You're everybody's best friend. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. So it sounds like what we need to do is just talk about it's like almost filling up a toolbox for you of different things you can say, approaches you can take, mindsets that you can adopt in order to avoid being friend zoned quite so often. Especially, uh, I feel myself climbing on a soapbox, Erica. So bear with me here for a second. Fine but, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Especially you care so much about joy and purpose, right? That the comfortable thing for you is to give people advice and ideas and share. You would like you want to be in that conversation all the time. And this little piece of advice you give your playground friend is so life changing for them. They think they have everything now and yet you know there's so much more. So if you're, this is for everyone listening, if you are a values-driven coach and you really care about making people's lives better, we have to have clear boundaries and mainly express explicit offers if we're really gonna help people. Explicit, not none of this. Okay, I'm going to like give you this really great idea, and you're going to love it so, so much and get so much value that, of course, you're going to come back for more. Mm. Right? It's actually making explicit invitations because that's what's really going to help these moms. Mm. And that's hard to do because sometimes it means you don't get to have these juicy, joy-filled conversations as often, right? Which sucks, right? you get to have them with your clients instead of when they happen to pop up on the playground and it can feel like it can feel salesy until you're accustomed to it but if what you really want is to help these help these moms you have you cannot just give them tidbits of advice because they don't know there's more
1: how does that land for you when you hear me say that. Oh my goodness. So many things just landed. Okay. So I think that the thing for a really long time has been not wanting to feel salesy. And I think that that's part of the reason why, like, I, I give a lot of things away. Cause it's like, well, but then I, yeah, that's it. Like I never wanted to feel salesy, which is part of the reason why I think I never offered an explicit thing, because then I don't want people thinking that I'm, I'm coming after them So like, because I want money out of it when it's like, no, I really want you to experience joy. I get a high out of this, but at the same time, I guess I never really engaged with it from a perspective of like, you think you have it all. And then they'll come back and be like, oh my goodness, that, that routine thing worked so well. And I'm like, okay, in my mind, I think that's great. But like, you also told me that you want to build out this business or that you, you, you haven't done this work that you used to love. And in order to get to that, you're missing this but then I also feel weird at the same time being like well okay that's great but we also need to focus on all these other things because that's mm. where the sale would come in but I don't want to feel like a gross salesperson or pushy I think that's more than anything I don't want to feel pushy even right. though I know the value of it and, right. I, and I get excited about it and then I feel like I've become pushy and I don't want to do that either.
0: Right. And then it's almost creates confusion because like, wait, we were playground friends. <laughs> like, yeah. And now suddenly you're like so much time passes. It's sort of like if you own dogs, there is a window of time to learn the human's name. <laughs> when you pass, <laughs> right where I'm walking dogs and my here comes my neighbor. and I know her dog's name is Rufus, and I have seen her too many times now to ask her her name. Right, like that window of opportunity feels like it starts to close when you do get friend zoned. What I heard you say, though, which I think is different, and you tell me, from being pushy, is I heard you say, I don't want them to think it's about the money for me. Are those the same thing for you, or are those two layers?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. In that if I'm like trying to get them to work with me that they think, oh, maybe it's that I don't want them to think that I was only, oh, I think uh-huh. that this is good, <laughs> that I was only engaging in conversation with them with the intent of make trying to get them to become clients. Yeah. And I think that that's why I give a lot of value up front because it's like, see, like this works and this helps. And it's like, yes, you could become a client, but I also just generally enjoy meeting new people. I had a street interview show where I would just talk to strangers for fun. You know, mm-hmm. like that's kind of what even got me to understanding how much I enjoyed this work. So I'd never want someone to think, oh, she's only talking to me because she wants something I, from me. Yeah. So I yeah. think that maybe like, it's one perfect. the ones.
0: Yeah, like you don't want, you actually don't have an agenda. Right, and you don't want people to think that there's an ulterior motive here. Got it? Okay. So, are you building up any resentment about being friend zoned? My goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels so weird to say, but yes, actually, it has been coming up recently, mm-hmm. and I, I don't like the way that I feel around it, which is actually part of what uh, drove me to. Uh, enrolling client surge mm-hmm. because I realized I was starting to have such big feelings around it. Um, and it was taking the, well, I don't want to say it was taking the joy out of the work, but it was making me, um, feel a certain type of way towards people mm-hmm. who could become potential clients. And it's, but ultimately, ultimately I also realized that I couldn't be mad at something that was never mine. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, but I get so, it. I guess to yeah. us, it feels so obvious. Yeah. Like, really? You're asking me for advice again, <laughs> right? And but yet we've never, we've never invited. Hi, it's Dallas just popping in quickly because if this episode inspires you at all, you will definitely want to join me for the free workshop called clients from scratch. I'm going to teach you the three part system to find perfect match paying clients. And you're going to walk away with a true and realistic understanding of the three paths to better leads. We will definitely talk about how to cultivate sales call confidence all by centering the client and using your coaching skills. This training is 100% free and you can access it now at dallastravers.com slash clients. I look forward to seeing you there. So by just like giving them a little bit, right, and being really helpful, but not being willing to offer to gut the house and, and make things great. It's rude that from my perspective, and I feel very passionately about this, it's rude to not invite people. It's, it's also a little bit passive aggressive.
1: Ooh, I've never thought of it as passive aggressive. I don't want to be that. Like.
0: <laughs> no. Right. And you're not intentionally, but do you understand, like, does that land at all when I call it passive aggressive?
1: um I guess I could you know what yes I could see it kind of as like uh one of those things where it's like you're trying to be nice about something so like rather than telling the person what it actually is Mm -hmm. you kind of like talk around the thing and I'm someone who would rather someone just tell me something outright like girl this is what the issue is if you fix this things would be so much better for you Mm -hmm. rather than trying to play the nice game the polite game and then people are talking about me behind my back. You know what I mean? Like right. that yeah. thing. So but maybe it's it, just it, passive. Maybe it's not, aggra- but the aggressive is
0: the building up of resentment.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that because then I feel like in going into some of these conversations, now I have a little bit of a, a shield up or uh, like a, they're not going to get nothing out of me this time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I end up giving it away anyway. Right. Um, so like, I have a wall up, I, yeah. I start to develop this wall and then it, it becomes like withholding and I yeah. don't like that either. Yeah. So I could see that. I could definitely see that.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: So let's get into it. Shall we? Um,
0: I'm we hearing you really clearly that you're aware that this is a pattern that you would like to shift. Yes. Um, so can you give me, hmm, I'm just going to ask you a super open-ended question. How can I help you begin to shift this pattern?
1: Um I think that <clears throat> I am someone who works really well when I I I see cues or hear cues or mm. feel cues or whatever the case is. So um I think that if I could just identify what to say like guided instructions once that cue comes it's like when x happens do y. Um, my mind kind of really works well with those types of things until it becomes habit. And the more I do it, the more I practice it, the more it's like, oh, it just becomes second nature. So I think that'll be really helpful. And then knowing where to, or even how to create or invite the, like put the offer into the conversation. Cause for a really long time, to be honest, up until I discovered you and all of your amazingness, <laughs> I didn't even realize that the offer needed to be a thing. Um, and I think mm. that um, that is a conversation in and of itself. But and understanding the value uh, and why I should offer the offer. But I think that now it's just a matter of like, all right, don't go too far down the rabbit hole. Don't go too deep into the conversation. You know, when this happens,
0: redirect
1: yeah. to, you know what. I'd love to invite you into Mm -hmm. a joy ride, you know, or to take a joy ride with me or something like that. Yeah. You know, I love it. Okay. And what I really caught that
0: you said that that I think is awesome is you would love almost some scripts or cues, right? So that you have something to practice with in order to make it your own and turn it into a habit.
1: Yes. I love habits. Joy-led habits all around. Great.
0: (laughs) I propose that we look at two different angles here. The first would be starting fresh, the next new person that you meet, right? How do we set a different stage? Mm. The second would be, and maybe there's three. The second would be what happens the next time a friend-zoned person asks for a like you see the pattern reoccur with someone who it's happened with before. Mm. And then how do we clean it up? Like that category of person where we don't want to wait until it happens again. We actually want to mitigate any problems and go back and make an offer now. So should we look at those three
1: categories? Oh my goodness. My armpits are getting so sweaty. I'm excited. This is so so good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That means yes. I love it. All right. Can we start
0: with the brand new conversation? Like a new person you meet you're getting you're talking about being a mom being joyful and purposeful can we start there yes great uh, can you think of a an example of when this has happened for you that we could use as a template
1: yes um okay uh so There are a couple. So I I take my kids to the the playground, right, a lot. And I find that this is a space where um, I end up getting into these conversations a lot with our kids just running around and playing with each other. And um, there was an instance where um, there was a mom who basically, we started talking about a lot of things. We found out that we had a lot of similar things going on and the conversation always comes back to joy and this one particular person was mentioning how overwhelmed they were with work and um just how difficult it was going back and forth between managing home um and working from home and sometimes there's a commute that's also needed to 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 Mm -hmm. travel into the city so the commuting time and um in that instance, I began to offer tips like I, I always do. Um, and it ended up becoming something where the conversation got deeper and deeper, where we then began to talk about the type of work and then we exchanged phone numbers and um, it became a uh, let's hang out and grab lunch one day or drinks. And then that happened and it ended up being another conversation, which was really great. Um, and we didn't so much talk about like, I didn't really coach her necessarily in that conversation because mm-hmm. I was trying to avoid it because at this point I had the um, awareness, but I also felt that there were so many points in the conversation where I'd be, I I wanted to say, oh my goodness, you should totally do this. Or have you considered this? Or why is it that you do this? But when the conversation kind of shifted in that direction, then I would try to bring it back from doing the joy led work to just then engaging in surface level conversation, like around like, what shows are you watching? What books are you reading things? Yeah. You know, when when really I wanted to get to the meat of, you know, okay, I hear that you want to do all these amazing things for yourself and you can do them and you should do them. And here's how you, you can begin that process. Yes. But then it just never really went anywhere. And now we're, we're friends. I mean, I enjoy the conversations. I, I like our friendship, but I also see so many opportunities with, mm-hmm. to to help her and I would like to help her, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to be salesy now that we are friends.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Totally, totally. How open are you to this person saying no to you inviting her to become a client?
1: I'm very open. I mean, at the end of
0: the day, be. it's her choice. Yeah, okay, good. We have to be open to it. Otherwise it's... It, could be really painful and we're not going to make the invitation well okay so a couple of things i'd love to share the first one is i'm breaking my own rules here okay that's one tool that i use a lot another tool i use a lot and you've heard me share it inside of client surge is using the problem as the solution and then the third tool is getting a buy-in So. Let's look first at using the problem as a solution. So we're at the playground and I'm talking about how I feel really drained by the commute and managing the house and managing work. It's a lot. There's a problem right there inside of you, preventing you from making an invitation. What is that problem? What is the thing you say to yourself? And you're like, okay, don't don't go there. Don't be
1: salesy. Like, what is it? maybe like, this isn't the time or the place. Like, I know that you're, they're here Mm -hmm. for their kids. You know what I mean? Like they didn't come here to be spoken to about how much they need joy, even though I'm now aware of the fact that they get, they benefit a lot from the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I think part of it is thinking, I didn't come here to be sold to, you know? (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I'm here watching my kids, lady. Why are you talking to me about joy? But then they get into the conversation so then i continue because they're doing it yep yep great so i can't tell
0: you when the precise cue is and you'll probably do this do this wrong to get it right right and by that i mean like maybe say it too early or say it too late but I would say in general, when the conversation starts to shift to joy, and you know that part, you're like, Oh, here I go again, (laughs) buckle up. Here we go. What I would strongly recommend is using the problem as the solution. And what that means for our listeners is the, the block, the reason why we tell ourselves we can't take an action can actually be turned into the motivation we need to take that very action. So here's what it might look like. I'm going to be you. Okay. This feels a little bit weird because you did not come to the playground today to hire a joy coach. So I'm just going to throw it out there anyhow, because you said this, I actually coach working moms on how to bring more joy into their life. Would you mind if I followed up with you later? about that, there's no pressure from me, but it just, it would be wrong of me to not let you know that this is the work that I do. Hello?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, it's so, it makes such common sense. It seems like common sense when you say it that way. It, that sounds like music to my ears. Right. It sounds so good because it takes the pressure off of the moment if they don't want to continue with it yep. in that moment and time so that then it puts the ball back in my court. So it's not <sighs> even just a matter of me handing them a business card, which is like become a thing where it's like, I think you, you could totally use this, but then they never follow up. Yep. And then it allows me to follow up with them at a time and space and place that where we could actually really get into the nitty gritty of the work. Yes. And they know what the work is. So it's not like me coming out of left field or maybe them thinking I'm being slimy about it or trying Mm -hmm. to like wiggle my way in.
0: Yeah. So what's coming up for me, as I just heard you share was this is even something that you could promise yourself. You will always share toward the end of the conversation. You don't have to, as soon as someone says, I'm not, I don't have joy. You don't have to jump in. Right. You could have a conversation about joy and say, you know, I know you didn't come here. This feels weird because you didn't come here to hire a joy coach. But after our whole conversation today, it would not be right of me to not let you know that this is the work that I do. Could I follow up with you about that? We could do an actual coaching session and see what happens for you. You could reserve that for the end as long as you don't let that first meeting pass. As long as it's not great, let's grab lunch. No, what? great, let's set up a coaching call. Great, so that's the first cue, right? And again, okay. anytime you're having one of those playground conversations, before the like the date to set is a time to follow up with them to schedule a coaching call. You'd love, it would be so much fun to do that together and there is no pressure, but it would be really fun to give them that experience. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Any thoughts or questions about that one, Erica? Yes, but I also don't want to get us off track um, because I think it's something that's connected to client search. So,
0: (laughs) well, let's see, like ask, and then we'll decide, we'll decide if it'll take us off track or not.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I'm, when I state this session, um, that I'd love to invite them into this thing, typically, My process is that they would have to book a joy jolt session, Mm -hmm. and the joy jolt does come at a cost typically. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. when I make this statement to them or when I offer this to them, is it something where I am still following my process of having them book with that paid session? Because I think that part of it also leading up to this point has been feeling like, um. Are they, and it's not, are they, because people do pay for the sessions, but I think it feels weird to me for to say, well, we've had this whole conversation. Now you have to pay to have the actual conversation that will help you. But then this is also the business, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like my line of work. So Mm -hmm. I think that I do have some considerations around that or feelings around that, that has kind of prohibited me from, or inhibited me. Is that the word? Um, one the, it's doing, one of the two. One of the, <laughs> one of the inhibitors, right? Um, <laughs> from actually extending the offer because ah. maybe a part of me has felt like they wouldn't see the value in investing in that session in order to even get to what the meat is. But they, okay. I know that they would leave that session with so much value. Okay.
0: Let me, this is really helpful. Let's go down this road. Okay. Let me ask uh, and your whatever answer you give me is the right answer here. Okay, with the client search process, are you following the client search model of offering a free intro session? Or are you offering a joy jolt session in, when you're implementing this process? Oh, pa- so like for the- paid or free when you're doing client search?
1: client search, I am following your model. It is absolutely free. Um, I, it's still called a joy jolt, but it's yeah. a different type of joy.
0: jolt. <laughs> here's my strong encouragement. When you get to the place that you've got a wait list, your prices are such that you feel like raising them again is not ethical, right? Then start charging for these intro sessions because here's what's happening. Okay. I don't wanna, it feels weird to like give them a tiny taste. And then the next time they talk to me, they have to pay right away. So instead I'm gonna take them out to lunch, pay for a babysitter and give them coaching away for free. So (laughs) do you see what I mean? Like you've got this policy that the next step is paid. And because you're not quite comfortable with that, you're just giving it all away. Or what I say is give the first session away, but in a structure where the sale, the invitation is expected, it's set up, it's part of your process. Especially if you have decided with Client Surge to follow that model, so you are actually giving intro sessions away, just get rid of that first paid session for now. The day will come where like there's such demand, that nobody talks to Erica without paying for her time, but your business isn't quite there yet. So make it easy for people to be truly in the coaching experience with you instead of the playground advice experience with you. And that paid initial session right now is an obstacle for you. Let's get rid of it.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I was laughing hard to us because it makes total sense what you just said it, it it makes so much sense. I was essentially paying for the session for them and right. and and like all of this extra so I was making it harder for my Thank you. That yeah. makes Thank
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say this for all of our listeners. The day and there are people who disagree with me, right? Around like high ticket and charge your worth, and I don't have a problem with that. But if you're in a place in your coaching business where you don't have a full client roster, let's tackle that first. Let's get a full client roster. And then we can have a conversation about charging this and that and all the other pieces, because I know what happens when you have a full client roster. Your confidence catches up to the fullness of your roster and making some of these pricing decisions, protocol decisions is so much easier when you feel confident. Okay. So we've talked about using the problem as the solution. What I just, what I'm getting from this part of portion of our conversation is great. I'm giving coaching away for free right now with no expectation for a sale. so. Let me try out giving an f- intro session for free until my, ro- my client roster is full and then I can adjust that if I want to. And you're going to at some point during that, we just met on the playground conversation, whether it's somewhere in the middle or toward the end, like it wouldn't be right of me to not tell you about the work that I do. Can I follow up and schedule a free coaching call? Cool. Okay. Anything else around this first category of, I just met this new person and I'm using the problem as the solution. Is there anything else you want to touch on there
1: before we move on? No, I feel like this is really clear and it's going to be really fun to practice.
0: Getting a buy-in is so important as a coach, especially if you're a coach like me who my clients hire me to learn from me, not just to receive coaching. So I balance often i'm doing it right now bound like going back and forth between traditional coaching and consulting mm. so when you are a coach and you are consulting aka advice giving we have to get consent otherwise it, the client doesn't own it Or right. and on the playground they almost feel like it's an accident right like oh that's what a great idea and they, do, they don't even get that they were just coached So, if you notice in the example I gave you, there was a clear buy-in built into that language. Would it be okay if I followed up with you later? We're getting permission. We're not just like, hey, let's exchange numbers and now I'm going to text you a link to schedule with me. We're really, here's what I'd like to do and I want to get a buy-in from you in order to do that thing. Same thing on the playground when you go into giving a bunch of ideas. Right. Like I'm actually a joy coach and I feel myself about to break my own rules here. But I'd love to give you a tip that's worked for some of my clients before are you open to that? And then you can go into giving advice. Oh my gosh. Gold. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it honestly for them feels like, wow, she has some good ideas instead of wow, she's got some solid expertise.
1: Oh my gosh, that is so good. Yes. Okay. Thank you.
0: That okay. is very helpful. So walk me through like how what that would look like in practice for you, not what you would say, but like what is the process when we work getting a buy-in into this equation.
1: Um
0: so are we like role playing? Are you- No, no, you yeah. can just basically tell me like, okay, so the first thing I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then the next step will be that. I just want to make sure that what I communicated, that I didn't miss anything in explaining this to you. So, what's your understanding okay. of this process?
1: Um. So hi, hi, hi. We chat, chat, chat. Um. It's very weird. Like I don't want to be too weird about this, but um, I do want to let you know that I actually do this as for a living. I'm a joy strategist. I help moms, working moms, find joy. And I do not want to leave this conversation without letting you know that um, I could potentially help you with this if you were interested. So um, I'm not sure. And I don't want to be pushy. You could totally say no if you don't want to, but would it be okay if I follow up with you next week or on this time? Um, Mm -hmm. And we could do a full version of this if you're into it. Um, Let me know. I can contact you right. next week for okay. later. I don't know. Great. How did that feel? It felt good. It did. It felt okay. a little weird like saying it. Cause I feel like I was thinking a lot. So I didn't totally. miss any of the steps, but um, it felt good in, in, in envisioning uh-huh. using that in an actual conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt a little bit like you were apologizing. I don't, was. don't apologize <laughs> for offering me joy. <laughs> Right, so let's imagine that um, I'm I'm just gonna, I'll just share. So let's just say someone said to me, I really like your earrings, right? I would say, oh, thank you so much. Here's where you can get them. I think they're having a sale, but you gotta go this weekend, make sure to go. Wouldn't that be fun? We'd be earring buddies. Like I would be, Passionate about this invitation, almost insistent. Right? Or like, oh, my neck hurts. Oh, you've got to meet my chiropractor. And here's why. Here's her number. Go. I'm going to check in on you. You go see that chiropractor. You won't regret it. Like, isn't that if when you really care about someone and you're passionate about something, don't you deliver it more in that way? Instead of like, it's totally okay and I don't want to be salesy, but.
1: my gosh yes Uh, I don't know why I'm about to cry uh, I don't know why I'm about to cry yeah because I feel like I do that with everyone else like and Mm -hmm. everyone else's stuff and like I really I like sharing good things you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I am like a megaphone for everyone else's stuff but I think that like and um I don't know what it is about this or like this iteration of my business, because I've, I mean, I've designed the jewelry and when it comes to my jewelry, I'm like, Oh yeah, this whole thing, I made this, if you want this, go to my site. But I think like, I do care very deeply about this work. I do. And I just know like how much it can like change the world and make it a better place. And I think that um, maybe leading up to this point, like, when people wouldn't engage with it, I would feel like, well, is it? I, I don't know what I would feel. It felt like rejection, I think. Mm-hmm. But now I think I'm at a point where I'm over the rejection piece and I just, it's, I'm at peace with it. If someone doesn't want it, then they're not ready for it yet. But I also see the potential. And yeah. um, I don't know, like there is something there. I don't really yeah. understand it, at this moment, but
0: mm-hmm. I feel that hmm You are a megaphone. You are so passionate about sharing things that you care about. And let's just be real. This is personal. Of course, the stakes feel higher, right? Like, I completely understand why the, it wouldn't come as naturally to you to shout about your coaching from the rooftops. So I just don't want to invite, I want to invite you to like, be easy on yourself because it is different than earrings earrings are great right, but the, e- <laughs> the earring can live can sit on the desk away from you hiring coaching with you is feels a lot more like it's you. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so if you were to begin to work on this a little bit. Develop a different relationship to how you um, feel about standing up for yourself, shouting from the rooftops about your work. What would you begin to do? Like, I, I almost want you to think of a a practice you could commit to for the next thirty days, just to begin to lean into this a little bit.
1: Well, I feel like part of what has helped. I don't know. So I spirituality is a really big Mm -hmm. part of what i i i do and again you don't necessarily well it's not again here but like you don't necessarily have to be a a christian or a spiritual person in order to do the joy work the journey work it's not solely Mm -hmm. based on that but i find that like looking to examples of people who've moved by faith because even having this conversation with you Dallas or even starting this business has all been an act of faith for me like Mm -hmm. if anyone would have told me at the end of 2019 that like I'd be pursuing this full-time and that I would actually have paying clients like Mm -hmm. to talk about joy I would have been like okay like (laughs) why how I'm not Mm -hmm. that's not what I do but then um Like it's been like a a step-by-step thing where it's like, all right, I don't get this. So I'll get coaching on this. Like I'll invest in this program. I'll do some self-development work in this way. And then I'll just do the stuff. And then it's been happening. So I think maybe like, again, looking to like scripture for me has been really helpful in just seeing moments where people have taken actions of faith, even when they didn't see it in its entirety and where that's led but then um i think another really tangible piece for me is also just like and this is something i tell my clients too but recognize the the things that have happened or transpired throughout the journey like looking to examples and and so i've been collecting testimonials which i had never done before and the feedback has is it's always good feedback you you know i i have yet to really have any bad feedback I have it mm-hmm. it, it works I, and so I'm starting to see that you know you can do this Erica you should yeah. do this actually it's actually really aligned with who you've been de- designed to be this whole time um so maybe just looking to the testament of the words yes. you know I think yes
0: I love that idea because as I as you were sharing what I thought of was Earrings, like I can grab them, right? They're very tangible. I use that example of a chiropractor if your friend has neck pain. Neck pain is real, it is acute. So like the result is, I can put my hand on the results. Recommending a restaurant, like you go, you eat, it's something like it's finite. Joy coaching is more of a journey right? Which might contribute. And this is new for you, this business, right? And this niche. Um, so it is actually less concrete and when it's less concrete, it feels more challenging to shout about it from the rooftops. So what I just heard you say was I'm going to make this concrete for myself, collecting the testimonials. Um, maybe writing gratitude out for every testimonial really making concrete for yourself the process and the benefits so that it feels more real to you yes yeah yes okay that sounds so good (laughs) great so do you want to make a commitment around that right now yes
1: I think something that would be really helpful and I I I take notes while I have my clients mm-hmm. um like in within each session but I think that maybe um maybe looking at the like taking time to really sit and and stare at their like wins between each session I love it and like maybe creating a document or something where like I compile those wins Mm -hmm. for like all of my clients. And, you know, each week the list will get longer or Mm -hmm. however long in between each session. But I think that, um, not only will that help me get clarity around, uh, you know, how that one person is being helped, but I think it also creates somewhat of a map in understanding the full potential of the value of the work. I think that, cause I think that that was part of it, too. I think, um, ascribing value to this, because even once I started my business at the start of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I think that at one point I was before I'd even started really getting into the coaching bit, I was about to jump ship because I thought, who would pay for me to teach them how to have joy? Right. And then I realized that could be a thing. So, I think ascribing value to it with those tangible results will be really helpful.
0: Great. I love that. I think that's, I think that will be helpful, especially I've gotten to know you a little bit and understanding how you operate, making it tangible gives you firmer ground to stand on. Right. Yeah. And then I also just want to offer because there will be a day where a client tries something on and it doesn't work. Right. Like it's not always going to be if we're actually coaching and moving toward a transformation, there are ups and there are downs. So also relating to the downs with neutrality, sort of like the restaurant, right? Like don't order the cauliflower. Yeah. Right, Like the steak tartare is amazing, but the cauliflower not so much and it's just doesn't mean the restaurant is bad, right? But we can just be neutral about that. So we're really celebrating the wins, you're reading through them, making all of that concrete and when other results happen, that's just information about where where to lean in and where to lean away. Yeah. Okay, great. I definitely want to touch on these other two categories before we wrap up our conversation. so do you feel complete enough with what we've talked about so far to shift gears a little bit? Very yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. So the second category here, this is someone who we didn't invite them when we met them. Right. And now here we are about to repeat the pattern. We're going out for drinks and we're going to have a joy conversation and I'm giving my coaching away, which doesn't help me and also doesn't help them. Um, Did I explain it enough for us to just use that image? We're out to drinks and this is the third time this has happened. And I know I'm going to talk about joy and I know I'm going to give more advice. And now I've been completely friend zoned. Is that clear enough for us to use that as the template? That is very (laughs) (laughs) Okay. okay, great. So using that first example, perhaps for inspiration, what ideas come to you when I'm sitting across from you and I ask like, Hey, I tried that thing, right? And it was awesome. What do you think about this conflict I'm having with my boss? So I've asked, I've now asked you for advice.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how might you respond?
1: Okay, girl, you know, I love (laughs) having these conversations, right? Yeah. You know, I really love having these conversations, but I'm starting to realize that I could actually probably help you in a deeper way, because based on some of the past conversations that we've had, I, I can see how some of these things are connected. But if you'd like to explore them, I would really... Like to encourage that we maybe do a, a an official coaching session if that's okay mm-hmm. with you. Like, mm-hmm. are you are you interested in potentially doing a coaching session? Because right. if so, we could do it this day. Great. How did that feel? It felt good because then I'm letting it go. It's like you either want this or you don't. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> I yeah. Think. Yeah. One thing I love that. One thing that has worked for me in the past is to say something like you know what i owe you an apology because i've been like giving you advice and i know it's been helpful and i love that but i do this work with people and i'm starting to see this is kind of what you said right i'm starting to see where we're giving you tidbits is not nearly as helpful as it could be if we tried coaching on so you might not be into it but it would be worth testing. So what do you say to scheduling an actual coaching session? So you can see how that's different from what we've been doing up until now. And then if you like it, we can talk about working together. So say like, I apologize because I have not been doing right by you. I've been giving you these little bits and that's not nearly as helpful as it could be.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. Wow. That, that feels really good. Okay, so we've both kind of tried this
0: script on, and I think where we've landed is you can take responsibility for how this has gone rather than making it up to them. We're gonna then say, do you wanna try coaching on? Let's see how it goes. At the beginning of our talk, you said you would love to be aware of cues. So what cue are you gonna look for in these types of conversations to then know it's time to invite them into a sample session?
1: Um, I think that the cue for me would probably be if I hear something that sounds similar to a conversation that we've had before, or if I am thinking about giving some insight that kind of mirrors or reflects something that we've discussed before. I love Um, it. Yes, because sometimes it doesn't come up in the form of questions. It just comes up in the form of statements mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm feeling this today or this is happening today. And it's like, well, you know, you should just do this, like I say, or like I always say. <laughs> um, and yeah. So I think that that could be really helpful.
0: OK, that's great. That's great. So you're going to basically kind of have your coaching hat on and in the same way you would connect the dots with a client when you see those dots starting to be connected, you're going to invite them to be a client. Yes. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. One thing I want to say about this, because I mentioned it earlier a little bit that I'm breaking my own rules here tool mm-hmm. can be very helpful in these conversations. So how I have used that would be, OK, you know me, I could talk day and night about joy, so I'm going to break my own rules here for a minute and then I want to get back to just talking about to friends stuff, right? Mm. Otherwise, I just, I'm not that good about turning my coaching brain off and I really need to turn my coaching brain off. So then I'll go and like have the little joy conversation. Sometimes I'll even say, so it's 1130, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to break my own rules and then I'm going to be back to friends. With you, so then I'm gonna break my rules, right, and give the advice or whatever feedback and invite. Mm. Be like, okay, whew, I got that out of my system. Now I can be Dallas the neighbor or Dallas the human or Dallas the yoga buddy um, yeah. instead of Dallas the coach. So that's again another example of taking responsibility for the path the conversation is on, right, and guiding it instead of just letting it happen to you and sort of internalize that they're doing something to you, which is not happening. Okay.
1: Very helpful.
0: We're almost out of time. But I think we still need to talk about this third piece, which could be an episode in and of itself, Erica, but how do we pick up drop balls? So these people you've been having you've been friend zoned with? How can you and rather than waiting until one of these conversations happen organically? How can you pick up that drop ball and present an invitation to them? Now?
1: Well, I've actually been using client search okay. <laughs> as an excuse <laughs> oh, good. to kind yeah. of get them in there. So I mean, I, I ask for a referral and then I just kind of at, tag it on at the end where it's like, hey, by the way, um, I know we've had conversations about things like this before. So if you're interested in participating in this experience, let me know and I can get you the information that you need to do this too. And it would also help you then understand what it's like for when you are referring other people. That's been really helpful. I think no one's taken me up on it yet, but yeah. um, that's how I've been thinking about picking up the drop ball yeah i love that i think that makes a lot of sense i also
0: want to make sure that it doesn't land as like have a free coaching session and that's it i'm not gonna present an offer to you right and i don't know we don't have enough information yet um but it might just to offer a small refinement you might say something like ps you know i know we've had these conversations before everything you just said um and if i'm being honest I have not been I have not been as helpful to you as I could have been. I see that now, right? Or I have not done right by you by waiting until now to invite you into this. I love that we are friends and there's so much I could help you with if you wanted to try on a coaching session. Just like leaning into it by two more degrees um, and taking ownership of the fact that you should have made this invitation a, a long time ago.
1: Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. I love that. Mm-hmm. I feel
0: like I need to redo all my problems.
1: I'm not going to. No, like- no, no, no.
0: <laughs> Moving forward imperfectly. It's perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that's a really awesome uh, thing. And even when I see them in person, I think that yeah. I could use that.
0: Yeah. So let's pretend you're not client surging. As we wrap this up, I'd love to leave you with this. You and I met on the playgrounds. We've gone out for drinks a couple times. We're friends, we're kind of coaching me, even though we're supposed to be friends, right? You could reach out to me and say, problem is the solution. This feels super awkward for me because we have developed a friendship. So if it's awkward for you, pretend I didn't ask, Hmm. but getting the buy-in, I realize that I have not done right by you i do this joy coaching for women and i've been giving you bits and pieces and not giving you the chance to have the whole experience so how would you feel about being invited to an actual coaching session with me so do you see what i did i didn't invite them i asked for permission to invite them uh, yeah. right and then that they're going to respond however they respond and you can take it from there but you could pick up any dropped ball you don't have to wait for client surge. using a formula similar to that so it's problem is a solution get the buy-in right and then and then invite when they say yes invite me
1: yes
0: good oh my gosh
1: yes 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 i'm very excited to try all of these on
0: <laughs> i'm so glad erica and i just think that this is just common because as coaches, we're so passionate about coaching that we would be the people to say, hey, "Wait, could I hire you?" Right? That we—that's how we would act if we got a lot of value from a coaching experience. So it's easier to assume that other people will naturally take that initiative, but for most people, it doesn't even occur to them to ask. They need the invitation. So my takeaway from this conversation is the importance of standing firmly in the work that we do and without any attachment presenting clear invitations making people's lives actually easier so they don't have to work so hard to figure out how to work with
1: us yeah that is a solid takeaway i think that is mine as well
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. yes. Great. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you how this conversation impacts the rest of your surge. So will you please keep me posted?
1: Most definitely, I will definitely do so.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was really fun to get to talk with you today.
1: Thank you so much Dallas for all of it. This has been amazing. (laughs) You're
0: You're welcome. And for everyone listening, I want you to try this on even if you think you make explicit invitations, like find a place where you can try this on this week. And thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review, do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.